Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Shakti Waves Radio, broadcasting epic dives into greatness with yours truly, Sanya Avramovich, or if you want to pronounce it the way that English speakers do, Sanja Avramovic. That's my best radio voice for you. Today's episode is really, really special and close to my heart because it is my birthday, another year, another circling around the sun. I've been alive on this beautiful planet Earth for 28 years. And I wanted to share with you one of the most important topics in my life, my poetry and about poetry in general. I think that all of us have poetry within us, and I would absolutely love to share my top six ways for you to also write poetry or get connected to the inner poet within you. This episode will include my BuzzFeed ready top six best ways to write poetry, get in the mood to write poetry, get inspired to write poetry. What do I use? I'll give you some of my tips and tricks and then also read you some of my poetry from my poetry book, Water Poems, which is on my website. 20% of the proceeds go towards protecting the ocean, protecting water. It's super important for me. And actually, if you're listening to this episode in the month of November, then you get a special 20% off discount code for my birthday. The discount code is 20 waves, two zero capital W A V E S to get 20% off my ebook. It comes with 72 poems for water about water. It's for water and that it helps protect more marine ecosystems that are considered in the high seas. They don't have jurisdiction. No one's really in charge of those marine ecosystems in terms of national level protection. So it's this really interesting geopolitical quagmire that a lot of the protection areas require in the sea. And Sylvia Earle is one of the pioneering female marine biologists who has actually taken it upon herself to start Mission Blue and to help people understand more about the ocean, her unique, I say her because Lady Ocean is a lady, her unique marine bioecosystems that need some protection. And Mission Blue is all about protecting 20% of the ocean by 2020. And that's what 20% of the profits go towards, or actually of the revenue, not of the profits of the entire sale to help protect these really sensitive ecological systems, coral reefs, etc., special places where only certain species live. And it's really, really important for us to protect the ocean because it's our main source of oxygen. And it's the main way that we can survive here on the earth. And it's also the most beautiful all around us. So if you're interested and if you like some of these poems, please consider buying a copy for yourself to take anywhere, read anywhere. It is digital. You can have it on any device. It's a PDF. Take it with you. Poetry on the go. Okay, so let's get into it. I'm sitting here in my teenagehood, I'm calling it my teenagehood bedroom at my parents' house in Calgary, Alberta. I typically live in Victoria, Canada on the island. And this is where I really started writing a lot of poetry. When I was about 13, 14 years old, I realized that I wanted to become a poet and that I absolutely loved expressing myself through the written word. These sentences would just stick with me all day or I'd get, become obsessed with the word and how to use it in five different ways to express something I was feeling or something I was seeing. So it really became this really unique problem-solving puzzle experience for me to put words together and to put them into poems. And I've always really liked free verse poems or making up my own rhythm in the poetry. So poetry is very similar to music. I think of them as one and the same in terms of writing lyrics and writing poetry. It's all about rhythm. Lyrics just have a specific type of rhythm that is typically followed or that is often followed in pop songs. 
And poetry can be a little bit more freeform. It doesn't necessarily need to adhere to a particular rhythm or melody. But I like it when there's patterns or when there's beautiful sounds or words that kind of fit together might even be jarring. So that's some of my interest in poetry was really the words and the ability to express emotion. I went into a literary arts program in high school thinking that, yeah, I'm going to become a writer. I'm going to become a poet. And it didn't take me very long to become extremely, it's kind of quintessential, but it become extremely jaded by the idea of actually being a poet. And is that a way that you can survive in today's world? I was thinking of it as very all or nothing. Like if I was a poet, I would only be a poet. This was before iPhones. This was before Instagram and multi-passionate entrepreneurism was something that people were talking about. And it was normal to be both a life coach and a business strategist and a brand builder and poet and writer. So that's what I consider myself now is all of those things. And being a poet, I think, is the closest to my heart. It's the way that I really express myself artistically. It is my art form. And it took me a while to find it again. So I decided to go to business school and I decided to get a psychology degree because I was fascinated by people and by what they bought and why they bought it and how they live their lives and what mental illness looked like and how you could cure it, etc. So really, it was this beautiful fascination of people and relationships that brought me to both of my degrees. And I noticed that everything I was doing in both degrees and in my work outside of them and beyond university was all about writing. I was writing reports. I was writing essays. I was doing marketing writing. I was writing blogs. I was writing tweets. I was writing all of the time. And it was a beautiful way to express myself and communicate, but it wasn't art. And it was after one of my first epic breakups. And I wish that this breakup was as positive as my last one was that I shared on my 11th podcast episode, how to have an epic breakup. If you want to go have a listen to that, how to have a beautiful and loving breakup. Most people don't even consider that you could have a loving breakup. I had one. I teach you how to do that. Please reach out to me if you want to have one of those. We can sit down over a Zoom call or over a phone call and talk about it. I can support you through that as a life coach. I really love supporting people and building whatever relationships they want or in potentially having to change or break down the ones that they do have to give room for the ones that they want. So reach out to me, go have that, go have a listen to that episode. So coming back to my poetry story, my story of being a poet and pronouncing that on my Instagram bio, as we do all of the things that we are, everything we want to be and are in the world in our Instagram bio. And it was after this really epic breakup, my first breakup with my boyfriend from university, where the words just started flooding back. I was finished university. Our relationship was over. We were together for over four years. And all of these emotions came pouring through. I needed to express myself around my feelings of him and our relationship and myself now and how different I felt. And I was also living away from home for the first time in my career after university. And I was also falling in love again and starting to have feelings for other people. And I think that love poems are the most ultimate form of poetry. I mean, it's all love poems. When I write about water, it's my love for water that has me write about water. So I started writing these love poems and these heartbreak poems and the poems just came back to me. And eventually I shared some of them with my really good friend, Alex Troniak. We could be heroes on Instagram. I think I've mentioned her a few times and she was one of my biggest cheerleaders. She told me that I absolutely had to share these with other people and that she really, really loved them, that she loved the way the words were together. And I honestly did not really believe her. I thought she was just being a really nice, encouraging friend. Thank you, Alex. Because poetry, I didn't write it so that anyone else could enjoy it. It was just what I needed to do. It was the way that I needed to express myself, just like when you need to cry or you need to throw something, ideally not at anyone else, without anyone else getting hurt. But 
it was what I just needed to do to express myself. And she was so encouraging. And so I started sharing on Instagram and it was terrifying. I literally remember I shared one poem on Instagram and it felt like I was putting my whole heart out on the world of Instagram in around 2013. And it was like, I put my heart out there and I wanted to vomit and I felt terrible. And I had a vulnerability hangover before I knew what a vulnerability hangover was. Thanks, Brittany Brown. And it was just gone within a couple swipes. It was done. I think I got five likes and that was it. And it kind of gave me this experience of what you think is super significant. Like the rest of the world might like it or everyone's preoccupied with their own life and what they're creating. So why not share? I think that can make some people feel like, why even share? What's the point if only five people might look at it or they might like it or it might mean something to them? And to me, that's five people. If you're standing in a room full of five people and they're all deeply moved by what you have to say, I think that's enough. And it also helps me express and put it out there. And the main reason why I love sharing my poetry is so it inspires other people to express themselves. And writing poetry is what makes you you and what helps you get it out there. Or if you'd like to explore that side of yourself, then this podcast episode is for you. I'm going to get into my top six ways to write poetry. Sonia's go-to. So number one, start free writing. What do I mean by free writing? Free writing means pen to paper, thumb to notepad, you just write whatever and you go for a certain amount of time. So when I'm free writing with pen and paper, I like to do three pages or more. I have a certain set of pages that I'm going to completely fill up. I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to read the writing. I just write. It's just letting messages, information pour through. It's kind of like when you just go for a run. You just let yourself go for a run and you're not looking at your time. You're not considering what your pacing is. You're not trying to get it anywhere. You're just letting your body naturally move and express itself. And that's the same way that I feel about free writing. It's you're just putting into practice and using the muscle memory of writing and letting the words flow from your mind, from your heart onto a piece of paper or onto your screen. It's really important to set either a time limit or a limited amount of pages so that you don't just stop yourself. The idea is to let yourself free flow. It's stream of consciousness. So I love to do the practice from Julia Cameron's Artist's Way, the book Artist's Way. It's one of the best books written for artists ever in all time. And she has this practice called morning pages, where first thing you do when you wake up is write out three pages of stream of consciousness. And in afterwards, you can read the back. You can see that there are some really brilliant ideas there. Or even just doing that kind of frees up mental space for you to be able to have that next brilliant idea or to be able to come up with the concept for a book or an ad or a social media post or a poem in my case. So I just love to do this morning release. I did it today when I was on the plane coming to Calgary and just letting it free flow. And I like not reading it until months later or maybe even ever. Sometimes it just helps me get it out there and feel like I'm expressing myself without trying too hard. I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm not editing it. I'm not monitoring myself. It feels like freedom. That is my number one suggestion for how to write poetry is just let it out free writing and set it either a time limit, like five minutes you're going to write for, two minutes, one minute, 30 seconds. Start wherever you're at. Try to be gentle with yourself. You know, if you've never written before, go for 30 seconds, go for one page, see what you come up with. Notice how it feels for you to do afterwards. See if you're more in the flow or not afterwards. Maybe you need to do it for longer. So test it out. Be a bit of an investigator with yourself. Okay, so I'm going to read you some poems in between here. Here are some poems about Lady Ocean, one of my greatest muses. Today, 
Lady Ocean said nothing. She merely raged. Lady Ocean grasped you under. With ripping, deadly power, she stirred. You have always been mine. And that's all. Lady Ocean swept you in. Welcome home. I love writing from the perspective of Lady Ocean. Those are some of the poems from the beginning of my Water Poems book. I hope you enjoyed it. Now, after a brief poetic interlude, here is my second tip for writing poetry. Notice when inspiration catches you. When you get intrigued by the way that some words sound together or by putting an idea into words, or when you have a sentence already forming. This is how I experience inspiration is the sentence starts to form or I get an idea of, ooh, I love to describe this feeling, that movement, that look and light, that how that flower moved in the wind and smelled this way beside the ocean. I get this spark of inspiration and I immediately start writing. I immediately grab my phone, I put it into my notes, or I'll grab a piece of paper if I'm at my house and I'll just start writing. Or sometimes I'll even just repeat the sentence or the sentences in my head again and again if I'm in the shower or I don't have somewhere to write. Normally, I always have something to write with. That's probably my number one tip is always have something to write with because you never know when inspiration is going to spark. But it's really noticing what inspiration feels like for you. I really equate it like a river. I'm always standing by the river and sometimes the idea comes by like a log and I have to see it and kind of grab hold of it and go into the river and chase after it and grab it and take a look at it and form it and meld it with my hands because otherwise it might just go and leave me downstream. So for me, inspiration comes in words, in a few words put together in a phrase, an idea of how I want to express something, or this interesting concept just comes to mind and I want to express it in words. So notice what inspires you most. It might be more visual. It might be more auditory. It might be a sound. It might be a person. It might be nature. It might be all of these things. It might be a unique combination. I notice that nature, emotional experiences, flowers, the ocean, water, those are all my greatest muses. Number three, my number three tip for writing poetry is whenever a major event happens in your life, these can be positive, negative, neutral events. It just feels like a big memory was just formed. Actually write out the memory, have some period of reflection and let yourself express it, especially if you're having these emotions for the first time or for the first time in a long time, like falling in love or getting a new job or learning a new skill or growing a new friendship or being in a different place, traveling. Whenever you're having big momentous moments in your life to actually practice writing during those moments to express them, to let them out of you. I notice that it's so easy to just be wrapped up in these moments or these major events, especially if they're really emotional or sad or traumatic, like a breakup can sometimes be. I don't give myself the space to express during that time, but that's actually when I most want to express. So I actually notice for myself, ooh, this is the first time I've been single at a wedding and I didn't think I would be single again. Maybe that's a moment to write about. Maybe this is something to really express and get out of me. And that happened to me recently. And it's a beautiful way to commemorate and acknowledge your life and also to get some really interesting, creative, very emotionally charged poetry out of you. So try that out. If there's any major events that are currently happening to you or have happened, practice writing about them as your natural life's calls to inspiration. Use your life as your inspiration. Here are some ocean odes. Space and light. Those who do not dive 
into their darkest depths cannot see the sparkle in the midst of cold black space and light. Rapids, a poem about water and its romance. Swim to you. I would swim to you. With arms heavy and nose filled with salt, I would wage an assault with my limbs through each stretch of tide, all to spend a moment floating by your side. Hedonistic water cycle fetishes. I want so badly, it's ridiculous, to be ripped, rippled sunlight as I gush downstream, to sparkle and to move on, to be a cloud angel pouring her earful of light onto the landscape, dancing to get the water out. It's ludicrous how often I wish to land on this earth a twirling snowflake, perfect. Water's delicate artwork, a momentary crystalline. Water's delicate artwork, a momentary crystalline. I want so badly, and I feast for more. Okay, number four. So I've talked about letting the words just flow through you already, noticing when inspiration catches you, what that's like for you, and starting to write, looking back on major life events, or if you're in a major life event right now, and writing about those. And number four is just choosing to write. Without inspiration, without any cues, you just set a time, you decide, I'm going to write poetry right now. You make a decision, you commit, and you just do it. You sit down with the intention to write poetry, and you write poetry. Again, I think it's great to set a timer. It's also great not to set a timer. Just decide and do it. This is kind of reminds me of Shayla Buff's just do it, that meme from a while ago. But honestly, being a life coach, something that we talk about a lot, a lot of the time, the difference between having an outcome and not having an outcome is just acting, is just making a choice. There's nothing in the way other than choosing to do it and starting. So number four, just sit down and write poetry. That's how you write poetry. Okay, next, I'm going to read to you some of my other poems, not in my water poems book. This was a part of a challenge that I took to write a poem every single day for all of 2016. And it was a leap year, so it was 366 poems. I ended up writing over 120 poems that year. I didn't post them all. The intention was to write 366 poems and post them all to Instagram. And what I noticed is this was right before I was getting trained to become a life coach. And as I was going into the training, I was really upset at myself for not reaching this target. I'd only written over 100 poems, and I was really off base, and there was no way I was going to finish that many poems by the end of the year. And I just wanted a way to complete, to, to complete the mission, to just get that number and get that success marker and, and that check mark off my list. And one of my leaders, my coaching trainers, asked me, well, even if you don't reach that goal, what have you gotten out of this experience? And what a powerful question, because I was able to reflect immediately in that moment that it wasn't about actually writing a poem every day or writing 366 poems precisely. It was about developing myself as a poet, practicing writing poetry. It was about the practice. It wasn't about the race. It was so beautiful because what I noticed is that there's a seasonality to my writing. How I would write in fall was different from how I would write in winter. And I noticed that was because I was mostly inspired by nature, by when I would go outside and by how the seasons change. And that's also how I experienced myself and my own emotions was very seasonal. And I also noticed that I had certain themes in my writing. I wrote a lot about water. I wrote a lot about flowers and I wrote specifically a lot about roses. I'm going to compile a whole book of poetry 
eventually about roses themselves because they're such a major muse for me, as is the water. So what I decided to do is take on a new challenge. And again, it's not about actually reaching this goal, but I love that the goal challenges me and reminds me to write and to practice writing daily. So I have been writing poetry almost daily now. I don't always share it on Instagram. Sometimes I'm not ready to share it. It's a bit too vulnerable, close to the heart, or it has to do with other people. And I honestly kind of want to respect them and not have a poem that they know is about them and reading that, etc. It kind of just feels like your whole heart is out on the line. And I also will share eventually. I know that it's important to do that and will really dig it when you put your whole heart on the line. So call me out if you want a bit more vulnerability from me and my poetry on my Instagram page at Sonia, S-A-N-J-A. Send me a DM, send me a comment, say, hey, we want some more. Shares the poetry that you wrote today. We'd love to hear it. And I will be brave and put it out there. I'm getting really excited. So I feel like I'm talking all over the place, but I love poetry. So my new poetry challenge is to actually write 1100 and 11 poems, 11, 11 poems by the time I'm 30. So I have another two years. So far, I have written over 200 poems. I haven't shared them all. But you can follow along on Instagram using the hashtag 1111poems, 1111poems, and you can see them all there. This is actually a few of them. Poem 127, The Banshee. I thought I heard a wild woman calling through my hair. It was thin and wavy, a voice like fields of whipped wheat by the windshell, a voice like fields of wheat whipped by the windshell. There was cold nourishment within it, hollowed and hallowed. It was unsettling, a voice like the density and nutrition of bone marrow. She was barely audible, nearly indiscernible. Perhaps I didn't hear her at all. Poem 127. The Banshee. This is the most recent poem I posted. Poem 136. Roses smile. My teeth bloom forth with a smile. Each filament a petal, pregnant with pollen and the brightness of expression. Each tooth a bloom. White roses and shiny lilies. Symbols for peace and salvation. I cannot be lied to. I demand purity. I cannot be anything but perfume. I demand the grace of unfurling. I am filled with the bloom of life, the nectar of joy. And when I smile, roses pour forth, filling me in the world, receiving is the gift. Have you let roses smile? Poem 136. Roses smile. Here's another one about roses because I said I love roses. Poem 16, one of the original ones. Eternal roses and other impossibilities. It is when I sit in silence, darling, that bounties of roses bloom from the thorns and garbage I have left around to grow. Why is it that plastic is the only thing to last forever? Perhaps, to ever contrast, the new rose. Poem 16. Eternal Roses and Other Impossibilities. Okay, so we're moving on from roses and poetry challenges to number five. My number five way for how to write poems is to listen to really poetic music. Music that has beautiful lyrics that go together, that really move you, that make you feel connected, make you feel seen, make you feel heard. Like this artist is expressing something that's deep within your heart and you've never heard it expressed that way. That's one of my favorite feelings in the whole universe is when someone is able to express and write something and sing it. And it is an emotion or a feeling that I have had or an experience I have had. And I've never been able to put it into those words. Who else loves that? 
give me a vibrating heart emoji, the emoji, the vibrating heart. That's totally what I'm going to call it from now on. It's my signature emoji, vibrating heart. It's the heart with the little dashes outside of its little heart hips. <laughs> the vibrating pink heart emoji. Put that in one of the comments on my Instagram page at Sonia if you love that too. And someone can describe your exact feeling or experience you've had in a song lyric, in a poem, in a post. They're just describing it and it feels like magic. So listening to poetic music is one of my number one ways to get inspired to write poetry. When I'm listening to music, I get inspired by their emotion and what they're expressing and how would I express that and what's my emotion around it, etc. One of my favorite bands is Metric for this. Emily Haynes is an absolute master. I consider her to be a vampire. She's celestial. She's extraterrestrial. She is just magical and her ability to express and put words together into song is just brilliant. And I made an entire playlist actually for you to listen to. It is called Literary Lyrics and I have the link in the show notes below to my Spotify playlist, Literary Lyrics. And these are all of my favorite lyrics that inspire me to write and hopefully will also inspire you to write. So number five, listen to poetic music. Okay, let's have some more poems. Water Poems. Again, you can get this ebook on my website, cshopy.com slash waterpoems. The link is in the show notes. You can get 20% off using the code 20ways in November for my birthday special. Enjoy it. Support the ocean. Support yourself. Read poetry wherever. I would absolutely love to hear what you think about it. It brings me joy. It brings my heart so much joy to hear about what people experience from the poetry and how it might inspire them to write their own poetry. Actually, what I want more than for you to read my poetry and to tell me what you think about it is to share with me your own poetry and let me read it and let me love it and love you for expressing yourself that way and being vulnerable. That brings me so much joy. You can share your own poems with me using hashtag water poems uh, if they're about water or just write your poem to me, send it in a DM, send it an email, put it in the comments. I don't care. You can call me and read it out to me, a spoken word. I just want to hear it. I want you to write poetry. I hope this is inspiring you. Okay, so some poems from water poems. River realizations. Every waterfall. Every waterfall, big and small, is a reminder to us all. There is no such thing as falling. Only movement toward and away. From one source to another. From glaciers to oceans, we shift, splash, and make waves. We are water bodies, infinite, and never the same. Snake skin. Some days, technicolor beams of pure sun shine down on your serpent rivers. The emotions you let whirl and circulate. The strikes you take to the chest. The venom. A light eventually catches and reaches. Rough, healing snake skin. A new babe below. Something that I would really love to do is tell you a little bit about what inspires some of these poems. So Snakeskin was specifically about a day when I went to the Glenmore Reservoir here in Calgary, and there was these beautiful estuaries, and it looked like multiple different rivers were being formed in the reservoir, and the sun was just shining down, and it looked at, like all of these different serpents. And I thought about how oftentimes our emotions are like these serpents that strike us right in the heart, right in the chest when we least expect it. And the venom gets in there, it gets in our heart and it hardens us or it makes us want to shut down and never love again and never open up again and never laugh again. And we feel like it's all over. And then the sun catches us and a glimmer of light comes through and it starts to melt the ice and 
water starts to move again and we start to believe again and we, we think maybe we can trust and it's that beautiful subtle movement and it's all needed. We need the snakes and the stripes and the venom and the sunlight and the breaking open and the cracking open and the new snake skin. So that was my analysis of my explanation of that poem to you. I'd love to know what your initial thought was about it and what your thought was about that analysis. But when I was a teenager, I was sharing a lot of my poetry actually in a blog called Three Pairs that I was writing when I was in my teens. And I actually did a whole post all about analysis of a lot of the high school poetry that I wrote. And I put the link below in the bio because some of it was pretty funny. I was pretty self-deprecating and sarcastic, you know, being that I was 19 at the time. It was almost 10 years ago that I wrote that. And I just hope you can appreciate that when an artist gets to tell you what actually inspired them, it's a very intimate and vulnerable practice. And it's also not needed. I, I think that it kind of takes away from some of the magic of the work, reveal the mystery to unveil the kimono. But I hope you get a kick out of me analyzing my own poetry from when I was a high schooler. And some of it's pretty funny. And I'd love for you to share some of your high school poetry with me. Essentially, this podcast is like a way for me to just get you to share more of your poetry with me because I want to read it. I want to encourage you. I want to see what you're writing about, what you're inspired by. If you want support in your life to write a book of poetry, I can be here for you. I have the resources you might need. I know a book coach. I know people who can get you published. If you want to do self-publishing or the traditional route, just reach out to me. If you just need some help with the mental hurdles or you want more support in actually expressing yourself, reach out. Let's have a conversation. I'm happy to serve you as a coach, as a fellow artist, as a person. I just want you to share your art. Okay, let's do a couple more from 1111 Poems. Poem 66. When a tree falls in the forest, does it hear you? Perhaps a tree fallen is silent because it fed on the truths you expelled, the fables you told with mindless exhalations, the wisdom you whistled into its gaping, ravenous mouths, the oxygen it gave for your metaphors until it was fed, and thus faded to become a moss-nuzzled termite feast for your storybook eyes capture in drifts of sunlight. Perhaps. Poem 66. When a tree falls in the forest, does it hear you? This is one of my favorite poems, and it's dedicated to you. Poem 45, to you. You are the closest thing to biblical I could ever worship. The sheer magnitude of miracles that conspire to compose each of your inhalations. Breathtaking, the way the sun sprawls around your shiny eyes and bounces from your brimming grin, blinding. You are each answer to each prayer. Within you is all worth knowing. Yet, you obey being written or ritualized. You exist in everyone, everywhere, forever. Home 45, to you. Last but not least, number six. My top, top way to write poetry is to read more poetry, study different poets, listen to different poets, read different poets, books, Instagram, whatever you got, let take it in and let yourself be inspired and guided. You can even try to mimic different poetic styles, different voices. This really helps to engage your poetic mind. And this was the best advice I got from one of my former bosses who was a PhD in poetry and had written his dissertation all about how the internet is changing the way that we share and express and write poetry. And one of my favorite things is that poetry has had a resurgence 
because of Instagram. So I'm going to share some of my favorite Instagram poets, hashtag InstaPoets. They're all in the show notes. One of my personal friends and past interviewees on this podcast, Krista Ryerson, is an amazing poet. Really the poetry. It's all about spirituality, the goddess. It's very emotional. It's very real. Oh, it's just beautiful and devotional. Enjoy it. Krista Ryerson, I love you. Danielle Dobie. Ooh, classic. I love, 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 love her. She's so vulnerable and real. I am her tribe is how you might know her. She just wrote her first book of poetry. It's out. Congratulations, Danielle. She's incredible. She's been sharing for a while. I love, love you, Danielle. Tyler Knott Grayson is incredible. He writes daily handwritten poems every single day, not notes. He writes daily handwritten poems every single day and shares them. And he is one of those famous Instagram poets. He has books published now. And it's beautiful that he got his rise and his platform on Instagram. There's also Amanda Taroni. She's an incredible, very celestial, very out of this world, very emotional, very narrative style writer. Lots of imagery used in her poetic writing. I absolutely love her. And she often does collaborations with Tyler Kent White. Tyler's a big Insta-poet. Tyler actually deleted his profile, so... You can't find any of his poetry there. It's very mysterious as poetic types. Who knows what we'll do next? But you can find it under hashtag Tyler Kent White. I put it in the show notes there. You can find some of his old typewriter series poems. He would write them out on the typewriter, take a picture of the written words on the typewriter or piece of paper and put them out on the internet, which I love so much. Like that analog, analog to digital format is super, super fun for me. Of course, the legendary, the one we only would be for. Ugh. I feel like she's almost the one that started it all. Like for us poets, again, like she has had such massive success as a poet. Go read her writing on her Instagram page, her books, Milk and Honey. Incredible. Actually, for one of my gifts, my, my bestie in Vancouver is taking me to her show in December for my birthday. So it's just full circle for me. I'm sharing this poetry, my poetry, how to write poetry. I want to hear your poetry. I get to go enjoy poetry as one of my birthday gifts. So it's all about poetry for this girl. And then Danielle Laporte as well. She's one of my favorite Canadian everything. She's a writer. She's an entrepreneur. She's a poet. Her poems are incredible. And then some of my favorite books on poetry and writing. One of my favorite books about writing is by Margaret Atwood called Negotiating with the Dead. It's written so well and it's about writing and how to be inspired by writing. And then Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic is also a fantastic book to read to get inspired and learn more about writing. I love, I find that looking at writing and how the writers write actually inspires me to write more. I didn't put it on the list of official ways to write poetry, but maybe that'll help you out. And plus they have beautiful stories in there. And then some of my favorite books of poetry, they're total classics and some of my favorites. The Essential Rumi. Oh, so good. Every single page is earmarked. It is all so profound. It is the most beautiful poetry I've ever read. I feel grateful. I feel gratitude that I'm able to read those words, that my eyes can see them. I want to write poetry about that poetry, and I will. Oh, forever, Rumi. Love Poem by Pablo Neruda. Oof, this is a beautiful, tiny little book. It's so pretty. It's on one of my bookshelves. You can get it from Anthropology is where I got it. And they're just gorgeous. They're gorgeous poems about love, and I love love poems. And I'll actually read you some of mine in a second to finish this off, because I did say that love poems were my favorite types of poems. So I'm going to be my word and read you some of my love poems. And then lastly, the Tao Te Ching. The Tao Te Ching is a spiritual text and it's also a free verse poem. It's been reinterpreted and rewritten by various different writers. And my favorite translation has been Living the Wisdom of the Tao by 
the late, the great, the incredible Dr. William W. Dyer. I love his interpretation, the way that he poetically wrote verses out. They're so profound. They're so philosophical. There's so much wisdom there. And I wrote a whole blog entry about the wisdom of the Tao Te Ching and about William Dyer's interpretation of it. So I also put that in the show notes. It's on my blog. It's on my website, sbshaki.com and the blog. Living the wisdom of the Tao. Wisdom is timeless. Go enjoy it. Okay, so those are all of my resources, my top six ways to write poetry. I'll reiterate them now. One, free writing, just put pen to paper, thumb to notepad, and write. Number two, notice when inspiration strikes you, what that looks like for you. Is it smells? Is it looks? Is it sights? Is it people? Is it concerts? And then write. When, when you're inspired, write. Consciously get yourself inspired and then write. Three, when a major event or memory is created in your life, write about that event or memory in the moment or after it happens. Four, sit down with the intention to write poetry and just write. Plain and simple. Find a time, find a day, and do it. Do it right now if you want. Stop listening to this and go write some poetry. Five, listen to really poetic music and song lyrics to get yourself inspired, get yourself in the rhythm. And six, read more poetry. Get inspired by Insta poets, by classic poets, by people writing about poetry and about writing and wherever, and make your own understanding of what inspires you to write poetry, and share it with me. Please share your poetry with me. Okay, so, as promised, I'm going to read you some more poems, and I feel terrified to do so because my heart is a wide open weeping space, but it's also open to you, so I will read you some more poems. The butterflies cause the change. They turn to liquid within their cocoon and then erupt entirely new biological beings. The butterflies live inside my stomach, fighting for their lives amidst the acid in my short breath, flapping their wings and hitting my insides as I sit and wait, as I sit across from you, as you smile. The butterflies are responsible for the sparkle in my eye, for the way I hold you stare, and urge I have to kiss you, cherish you, beyond boundaries. You are profound living. You are precious. A wild thing. Free and carried to me by the melodies of forests and highways. Grow beside me. I am terrified to fall into you. Like a tropical storm from a skydive. You're whirling and impenetrable. And yet I am drawn into this world. I am scared to lean into you knowing there is likely nothing to rest upon, except, perhaps, a multiverse. Trusting your heart. These are the risks. The risks of hearts and the ways of risky hearts. Okay, I read you three love poems. That's all I can do for today. I had a bunch of technical issues doing that, so there's lots of resistance in many forms. I'm going to leave you with a few more water poems. Please go read more water poems online. Share your poems with me on my Instagram page at Sonia. I'd love to hear from you. What are you taking away doing with this episode? Are you going to write some poetry? Are you going to do some other type of writing? Are you going to read some poetry? Are you going to do all of the above? Let me know. A couple more poems from Water Poems for you. Of nature. Life is like a mountain range. Peaks need valleys. Strong foundations. Rivers bend, sudden drops, endless highs, fantasy for your eyes.
the highest kiss of sunset, the oldest. Love, an ocean. We have such incredible love within us. Support another is to support yourself. It all evens out. Reflect. Consider this. Don't try to freeze the ocean, containing it in cubes and space. Instead, dissolve it under your tongue. Drink it in and spit it out. Let it be everywhere. Free for all. Okay, everybody. I'm sending you so much love. Thank you so much for listening to this very special podcast for me. It really was vulnerable for me to share this. Big for me to put my words and my poetry out there, especially some of the ones that I haven't shared publicly yet on Instagram. I hope it served you. I hope it inspired you. I hope you're writing poetry as you speak. I'm sending you so much love. I can't wait to hear your words. Sign on.